wholeheartedly searching for the Lord. I, I mean, for all of us, so we all search the Lord to an extent in that when we were Catholics, we, but we leaned on the priest to tell us what we thought was the, what he thought the will of God was, sure. and we were deceived. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the Protestant church, and we leaned on the, on the pastor, whoever, to tell us what the scripture were, and we believed them. Yet we were still deceived, and we believed the hook, line, and sinker until you finally come to the place and you realize, well, maybe I'm not being told the truth. I need to read the word for myself and see what it really says. And when you look at the simplicity of the word, you can't get around it. It's like, it's, a, it's amazing, you know, how clear it is once you, once you see it. But before that, you've got like blinders on your eyes, like it talks about in Corinthians, where you, where you can only see what you're seeing. And, uh, and there's such a misconception in, in, in that, People, I guess, want to believe that they can sit and they won't die, and they want to believe that they, that the, it's just a belief. You know, I was thinking about that when you talked about the word believe. You know, we've talked about that before. How the word believe and obedience is a synonyms. Yeah. They mean the same thing. If you look up, you know, believe, it, it actually uh, the word actually means fidelity, faithfulness is what the word means, and even the scripture indicates that because in First Peter chapter two. He says here, he says, unto you, therefore, which believe, verse 7, he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient. Like there's a distinction between a believe, uh, one who believes and one who's dis- disobedient, you know. He didn't say, unto you which are obedient, he is precious. He says, unto you which believe, he is precious. But unto those that are disobedient, he's the rock, the, the, the cornerstone that is the, the stone of stumbling. Um, so the word believe in, in, in obedience is the same, but they don't see that. They see believe as being like, and I was looking at this the other day too, you know, the scripture says in, in Galatians, it says that uh, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything, but faith which works from love. It, 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 it works, it, how does it come? What kind of faith is that? That's a faith that's coming from love. Mm-hmm. You love the Lord so much that mm-hmm. that faith has that obedience that comes forth from it. A lot of people say, well, I believe, you know, I have faith. Well, so does the devil. Mm-hmm. But his faith doesn't come from love. His faith comes from head knowledge. And that's what I think most people have is they have a belief and they think, well, I believe as if the same, it's the same kind of belief the devil has. Right. It's not a belief that's coming from love. It's a belief that's coming from I believe it, you know, like, just like the world says, well, I believe the wall is white, you know, because you see it, because it looks white, because you've been told it's, that's the color white, so on and so forth, you know. But the faith that comes from love, that's the true faith, because that faith, if it comes from love, what does love do? Love is the fulfillment of the law. So if, you, if it's faith coming from love, you're going to walk in obedience. So it all co- makes a big turnaround and still all bring, brings you back to the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? It's all the same thing, but to, to, the, to me before and to most of us before, believe was like, yeah, I believe in God, so I'm saved. <laughs> you know, well, no, that historically believing in God doesn't save you. Yeah. It's got to be a, a belief that comes from love is what that faith is. Isn't there a verse that says if you believe one of them, saved? Yeah, in, in, uh, in Romans 10, 10, 10, 13, but it says, but, but in that same verse, it says, the next, the next verse, it says, for he believes unto righteousness. See, the belief has to go all the way to righteousness. Just people a plain belief doesn't do it. That is believe in righteousness. Excuse me? But people would interpret that as I believe in righteousness. 
Yeah, no, because it says believe unto righteousness. Yeah. Are y'all hot? No, no. You cold? You cold? Oh, oh boy, that is a miracle. I'm sweating. <laughs> and you're drinking coffee. It's not terrible here, but it's a little warm. Okay, I was going to say, Julie's turning to cool on. I don't want to freeze him if he's cold already. Yeah, that would help. Well, if you look at the verse above that that you're talking about, that's in First Peter chapter four, is where you're getting that from. In verse seventeen and eighteen, if you look at verse seventeen, it says uh, that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, where shall the disobedient end up? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then he says, for, for if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner, uh, ungodly, the sinner appear? So, yeah. this is what I, I think. In addition to what you're saying which is right on. Many people believe, like in James 5, when it says, you tell that sinner, and so forth, it changes the perspective in James 5. Right, last verse. Mm -hmm. Many people think when they sin, they don't become a sinner, they're still a saint. But they still got this title as a Christian, even after they sinned. Go to, go to James 5, so they understand what you're talking about. Go to James 5, so you can, because most of them don't, don't, don't understand. Don't realize what James 5 is. Because not just talking to me, we're talking to all of them. This is a very good scripture, actually, he brought out. James chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. For people that believe, well, you can, you can sin and you're, gonna, you're still saved and you're still okay. Very good scripture. It's probably one of my favorite ones to use. He says, first of all, he's saying brother, and that means he's talking to the brothers and sisters in the Lord. Verse 19. He says, brethren. If any of you do err from the truth, let's stop right there. Okay, um, so to err from the truth, that means that you had to, had to have the truth in order to err from it, right? You can't err from something that you don't have. Exactly, amen? Mm -hmm. So if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, in other words, brings him back. He erred from the truth, he was in the truth, he erred from the truth, now he's converted back to the truth, okay? Let him know that he which converted the sinner, now it calls that, that brother, he was a sinner, Converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death. That word death means eternal damnation and shall hide a multitude of sin. Okay, now I got a question about that. Hide the multitude of whose sin? The sinner or the, or the, uh, the one that, that's uh, bringing him back? Of, of, the, of the person that backslid. Okay, the person, person that sinned, yeah. Because it doesn't really say. It, yeah. it could be the person in the way that it's written. Well, well the, the, it's brethren, and he's saying if, if, if any of you do err. So that's the subject matter, the person that's erring. Yeah. Then it says you're bringing him back, and, you, you, and let him know that you're saving the soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin, his sins. Because let me tell you something. When you, when you, when you come to the Lord and you, and, you, and you have repentance, a godly sorrow and repentance, and you ask God, you ask God to forgive you, 
the, the Lord, through his blood, washes away all your sin. Amen? All your sin is washed away. He's white, clean as snow. But when you go back to sin again, all your former sin that you did before that time comes back too. So it's not just like, okay, I came to the Lord, I started sinning, so all these new sins count, but the old ones don't from back then because I was forgiven for that. No, 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 no. It it talks about it in Matthew 18. It all comes back. So what does he have? He's got a multitude of sin then. And that's what he's talking about here. That's, right. that's, that's a good question right. that you asked. God that brought him back shouldn't have multitudes. No. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew uh, you turn to uh, Matthew 18. This is the story about how many times to forgive somebody. You know, if you have a problem with forgiveness. Where are we going? Matthew 18, he wants me to go there. Um, yeah, Matthew 18, and verse, um, you can start at verse 21. Peter came to the Lord, said, How often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And a lot of people think, well, okay, that's enough. You know, I got a limit on how many times I'm going to forgive you. But he's asking the Lord, okay, I'll forgive him seven times. Is that good? I am. And he says, uh, therefore, and Jesus said to him, in verse 22, I say unto you, this is how many times? Until seven times, until seven times, until 70 times seven. Just 490 times, <laughs> okay? Forgive him 490 times. In other words, you keep forgiving him. So if your brother comes to you and repent, forgive him. And you don't. Huh? 490 times is a busy day. <laughs> yeah, and that's a day, huh? Don't foul somebody that many times. And if you don't, it's sin. Right? Yeah. And if you don't, then you can't enter the kingdom. You can't be forgiven. And, and look, and Ben, that's a good question because look at the next part that he's talking about. He's, he's giving you a parable to explain what he just said. Watch. Uh, he says, uh, verse 23, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take an account of his servants. And when he had begun, hey, David. Hey, David. Hey, and when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now, that was a huge sum of money. That'd be millions of dollars now. I mean, it was just a huge sum of money. And, and, but for as much as he had not, he didn't have the money to pay it, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife to be sold, his children, and, and all that they had and payment to be made. So he owed a debt he couldn't pay. So we're gonna call, the, the king says, call him on the debt. He's going to have to be sold and, all, every, and take everything away from him, everything. Else. But what, look what happens. But... Um, the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him, forgave him of his debt, and, and, and let him go. Man, that, that would be, that's great, right? I mean, he gets forgiven for all, these, all this stuff that he was going to lose everything and just because he fell down at his feet and, 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 and broke and said, man, I'm sorry, i you know, forgive me, I, I messed up. And, and, and the Lord had, his Lord had compassion on him and forgave him all of that debt. But that same servant that got forgiven for all that debt went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him $44, <laughs> okay? Not much. Owed him, owed him just a small amount compared to what he owed. And he laid hands on him and he took him by the throat saying, pay me all that you owe me. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, 
have patience with me and I'll pay you. Just like he had done to the other king. He said, have patience with me and please forgive me, let, let me and I'll pay you. But he would not. But he went cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. He wasn't merciful to him. So look what happens. He didn't forgive him like he had been forgiven. Okay, is that kind of like us? You know, we get forgiven, but then somebody does something to us, and if we don't forgive them, we're, we're not being merciful like the Lord was to us. Well, it's rebellion. Be, yeah, and you're not, you're not showing the same mercy you've been shown. But you were being disobedient, and if you died in that state, you go to hell. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord and told on him. They ratted him out and told the king. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said to him, Oh, wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you asked me to. Should you not have done, had compassion on your fellow servant just like I had pity on you? And the Lord was angry, wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto him, unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespass, their sin. But I want you to look especially to this guy. Okay, right? He had been forgiven for everything. The first guy, right? He, the, 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 his king had forgiven him for everything, right? Everybody mm-hmm. got that. Mm-hmm. But look what happened at the end when he didn't forgive the others. All that debt he owed that he was forgiven for came back on him, like the multitude of sin, Don. It all came back on him, and he had to pay from, for all the debt that he had before. He was forgiven for that debt because he didn't forgive the other person. Do you know how impossible it is to pay debt while you're in prison? You ain't making much of <laughs> I think they might give him like seven cents a day or something. I don't know. You might know more than I do. Something like that. About $25 a month. Twenty-five dollars a month. <laughs> but but the point is 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 it's like you said. You know you 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 have to make sure you have forgiveness because that is a that is a sin. What unto death? Because if you don't forgive somebody, you can't be forgiven. If you can't be forgiven, you can't get make it into heaven. You, so there's a scripture eternal. that says that we examine our lives and we look and see. So if you find yourself and you got some unforgiveness going. You've got some different stuff going on that you got to. I mean, absolutely. No, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you on that. So in my life, what's going on with me is that y'all been gone for a week or two. So <laughs> oh no, chill. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, Ben, let's examine what's going on in your life. Because let me tell you what, I saturate myself with the Word of God all day long, and I talk about the Word and I. And what's go- yeah. let's examine what's going on. If I have a touch of unforgiveness, if somebody goes and, God forbid, beats up my child, I need to forgive that person. Because if I don't, that's unforgiveness in my heart, which is going to separate me from God. And it's going to damnation. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to look at this stuff. Because with me being a single male, and then I'm running from these women at the gym because I don't want to fall into this temptation... But I'm going to tell you, when you have a hormone, testosterone, you, it, it's a big deal. I mean, it's... Yeah. To say that, I'm, I, that you, I'm just walking in complete holiness at all times, it's just a tough, it's a tough deal. 
You know, I mean, I want you to die to self, and you got to you got to be real about it because I can't just sit here and say, you know, but what is it's borderline? Okay, what is sin and what's not sin? What is lust? What is not lust? If I'm looking at this woman and there's a bit of the, you know, just cut your eyes, just pluck your eyes out. Well, I mean, I mean, seriously though, you know, because <laughs> I, I totally it's not know that No, you don't. You're sixty something years old, and he's forty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you're 21 or 24, it's different. Jesus himself got a bad mood basically wrecked the temple one time. Like, it's not bad. He got in a bad mood. It was very serious. But no, you have to be serious about this stuff because I don't want to be in disobedience. And I want to, you know, walk in his blessing and will for my life. So I need to examine it. And when I. What's the difference between lust and admiration? There's what that, much? I mean, but, actually plan to do it. But what happens when you're pursuing this? Oh, you do it in your mind. Well, not even doing it in your mind. Your mind. But if you know that if you stand around there long enough and she's over in that corner, there's spandex and sweating all over the you place, run. and she's going to walk over <laughs> you there. You sound like you've got to hit in your mind too <laughs> long, man. I did one. I did one. I, 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 I won four different spots to get away from her because I know what can happen. I know that the conversation starts and the telephone numbers get exchanged and then I start the text message and I know that she's not walking 100% for Jesus and then I know some compromise not with the word you told me coming out of the line and manipulating and before I know it I got a needle in my arm I'm going how in the world did I get here right there compromise that's right. so that's why I want to bring it up to where I know I see your hand that's why I want to bring it up because it's a very serious deal that you're dealing Absolutely. with because if I go and entertain that and I start Absolutely. text messaging and there's a distraction, then it's game over with. And I have to know that because it could happen in like that. You can't open Pandora's box once you do it. That's the point. It would be a complete paradox if, if looking was the sin. That's why it says lust leads to sin. Well, the looking, but that's where it starts. The looking is where it starts. If I'm looking lust. at it's real close. It's not it's, but it's not. If it's I'm admiring how true. great she's looking in these little spandex shorts, and she's in that corner, and then I'm working out with him, and then I go, and then I look back again, and then I look at him, and then she walks by, and I'm looking again, and things are getting real warm, and I want to walk over and start talking to her, then, then there's a crossing over, and then I'm going into another deal. Yeah, you got to be careful. And then it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very fine line. You actually plan to go through with it physically. Maybe you don't plan on going to it, but then you switch the number. The scripture you wanna, says. You want to minister to her, right? And then you, you're being... Yeah. No. You're probably better off not even minister to just leave. Just leave. Yeah, you need a total gym and stay at home. What do you say? Yeah. You need to I, get called got, Chuck Norris and get a total I got 260 square feet. Home. I ain't no total gym <laughs> in my place. But. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't go to the grocery store anywhere. <laughs> I was at work one time. I'm about to call in my groceries. And there was this real pretty girl working in the office. And, and we were friendly. You know, talk all the time. No lunch and stuff like that. And then... She gets laid off, you know, I mean, when her job is done, she gets laid off. And she comes over there to where our break area was and give me get a hug and a kiss. I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> you know, because at work, you can't do anything like that. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Hang on, Terry. <laughs> Desire. 
I guess you could relate it to uh, this, the, the other way to relate it. I know it's not as good, Ben, but you could you could see a, a, some people could see a nice looking car to going down the road and look and, and admire and look at that car is what I think Christian's saying and say, well, that's a nice looking car, but without coveting that car of wanting it for yourself, you know. Uh, but you're right. The Bible says that young says in Second Timothy chapter two to flee youthful lust. And that's what it's talking about. And flee means to run from it. To don't give any place to the devil. You know, you can give a place to the devil in your heart to be able to start thinking on that. Or you look at a woman sometimes and then a thought, if you look long and you continue sure. to, that thought's going to come back to you that evening or that, and, that, and you'll almost feel like you almost did that, you know. Well, so, I mean, just like, you know, going to, there's a lot of different spots where I choose not to go. Yeah, you that have these to. women are doing all the, and, and no offense to women, whatever, there's only one here, so I'm sorry. But I'm saying, I'm not going to put myself in subjection to this stuff to be looking at these women because I know that I'm going to be, I, I mean, I can say that I'm not going to look, but I'm a man. I'm going to probably look. And, some, and that's some, where it begins. Some men have more of a problem with it, and women too, than others. You know, uh, some, some, some have something else it might be, you know, but it's all temptation, it's all a desire of this. And the scripture says you have not yet resisted to the shedding of blood oh, against right. sin. So you resist that. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist that when you're tempted, you know, you know that could be a problem in your life. You know to stay away from it. That's what you're doing. You're running from it. And that's I mean, why. I'm shedding blood. Wisdom. I'm fighting the temptation. I'm just, just saying because when I left there, I was going, I can see the evidence of God in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me. I would never have ran from this. See, you're still thinking about it. Let me give you let me give you a scripture in the book of Proverbs. Look at Proverbs if you want to and Proverbs is full of full of it, but I want to just give you a particular scripture here that I think that would that would pay uh, that would that would pay you to go and, and look at time to time and uh, go back to and refer back to as young, as young men that are not married, even men that are married can look at it. Proverbs chapter 7. It says here, um, it just gives a little story here. Uh, verse 7 we'll start at. And behold, among the simple ones, I discern among the youth a young man that was stupid. Void of understanding means he's ignorant or he knows better and he still does it. He's stupid. Passing through the street near a corner and he went the way to her house. What, what, what did I let her, I mean, Proverbs chapter, chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 7, and we go into verse 8. Nine. Passing through the street near, near her corner and he went the way of her house. Verse 9, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and, and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. She was subtly dressed and subtle of heart. She's loud and stubborn and her feet abide not in her house. Now, it, now 
is she with, now is she without, now in the streets and lies in wait at every corner. So she mm. caught him and kissed him. Mm. Kind of like what happened to you, Terry. And with an imputed face said to him, I have peace offerings with me this day. Have I paid my vows? Therefore came I forth to meet you diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry and carved works with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, alloys, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our field of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the goodman, is, husband's her husband's not home. home. He's <laughs> gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will not come home until the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway like an ox that goes to the slaughter. He's killing himself. Or as a fool to the correction of stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasteth to the snare. And knoweth that, that it is his life he's giving for this. Listen unto me now, therefore, O you children. Attend to my words of my mouth. Let not your heart decline to go her ways. Go not astray in her way. For she hath cast down many wounds. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. He was strong in the Lord. David, many men failed because of this. Her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. That's powerful. I mean, uh, go, go, go to chapter 9 now. Verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied by the years, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If you be wise, thou sh you shall be wise for thyself. But if you be foolish or scornest, thou alone shall bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous. clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat in a high place of the city to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. A person that commits adultery, mm. that's what they're saying, that stolen water is sweet, mm. and that it's secret pleasant. But he, that knoweth not, but he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. You know, sometimes when you get under that temptation, it's good to go back and read these things. Like, okay, let me let me get in perspective what's really happening here. I'm I'm putting myself in hell. I'm like an ox that's going to the slaughter. You know how an ox goes to the slaughter? I used to go to slaughterhouse and bring my cattle all the time to get slaughtered. They put them in a in a in a chute, and there's one lined up after the other, and they just follow the one in front of them. And as they go in, they're killing one after the other. You like that ox? That's like that, that cow that's lined up in the slaughter. Just re getting ready to be killed because that's where it'll bring you. It'll bring you. It'll bring yeah. you death. So you see the penalty sure. of the sin, and say, man, I'm going to do whatever it takes not to go there, because it will only bring death to everything. It'll bring death to your family, to your friends, to your to your life. You'll go back like you said before. Your needle will be there. I got the revelation. Yeah. like you know, it's huge. It, you know, because I would have never done the things that I do today ever, but I do because I realize that's where it begins, and I, and I know this will compromise. A little bit of compromise, a little leaven, leaven's the whole lump. A little compromise will bring you back to where you really don't want to be. Yeah. But you got to be aware, and I want to share it because um, that's what we do. Yeah, be encouraged, you know. Uh, yeah. th remember this scripture. Always remember the scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 
No temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. Your situation is not unique. All, all men go through that. Many people go through that same thing. It's not unique. But God is faithful. God, God's faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will, through the, the temptation, provide a way of escape for you, you to bear it. So you will go through the temptation. We'll undergo temptation. Jesus' worst temptation was at the end of his life when he was tempted to say, Father, uh, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but you will be done. Of the pain and the temptation to escape that death that he had to go through for our sins. So temptation doesn't go away. It it can get even worse and worse. But but this, you're, you're, but the thing is, if you, you, you keep close to the Lord, you avoid that. Avoid all, the Bible says avoid all appearance of evil. And that, that, that means pornography. That means uh, a woman half-dressed. That means places that you may go that you may see that. If at all possible, avoid those. Nowadays, um, people act and wear things and do things that are, are a lot different today, you know, that, than before. So there's going to be a lot of, yeah, all of it, yes. It's, so you have, to, you have to be aware of that and, and uh, put on the whole arm of God, keep the arm of God on, and walk in holiness unto the Lord. So what if you determine that there, there's sin in your life and that you're, you know, you, you preach a, a message that, you know, this perfection, walking in perfection, and you feel like you might have some sin that you were never right to begin with. I mean, what, well, that, that would I'm be. I'm not a, saying that. I'm just saying, you know, you got to call upon the Lord and say, God, let me know and let me see and purify my heart and show me what I got to do. But you know, um, well, it's a wonderful thing if the Lord does point something out that you don't yeah. see. David said this. He said, "Lord, uh, keep me from presumptuous sin." sin that he wasn't aware of at the time that the Lord brought to light. Another brother, another sister in the Lord may come to you and, and point out something in your life. And some people take that as a curse, but it's really a blessing so that you can make the provision of repentance to turn from that. Sure. Um, so that's where we all were. We saw sin in our lives, and what do we do? We turn from it, we repent it to receive our salvation. So uh, it's, it's the grace of God. It's a wonderful blessing of God to see that. We see those sins that, that are more um, prevalent, like we talked about. I did a, a video not long ago, and I think y'all saw it, that uh, sins unto death and sins that are not unto death. Those sins that are unto death are very prevalent. But there's also sins that God can touch you about, uh, you know, point out in your life that are not even listed there and say, listen, I don't want you to go there anymore. You know, he can tell you like something in your life like that may be put, be put there and the Lord just touch and say, listen, don't go in that room. You know, you've had that before where the girl goes to a certain place, don't go that place. You know, maybe she'll follow you in another yeah, place I mean, or whatever. I'm, I'm, but, but, but just be obedient to the Lord and, and, and says to him who is able to keep you from falling and present you blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in Jude, Jude 24. So trust the Lord. You keep yourself, the Bible says, and the Lord keeps you as you keep yourself. You work together with Christ. Okay? Yeah. What the, 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 the fact that, because he and I have talked about it many times in the past. Sure. You would get out of prison, next thing you know, you're with the girl, and me and Don were like, oh no, it's the beginning of the end, because we could see that that always brought you down. Yeah. And finally now it's like, wow, the Lord's giving you the revelation that you can't even go there, and that you're taking steps to yeah. 
What a blessing. Well, it's not, it, it, it's just, if I go watch an R-rated movie, I feel like that's the beginning of comp- yeah. that's the beginning of my compromise. Right. And you know that for you. I, I and you're do. taking steps and you're, you're that's awesome. And what other belief, uh, people that are professed to be Christians tell me that that's for me. That's not. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all you're, that's for yeah. They say, yeah. then that's for you. See, for me, it's a little bit, you know, and that's because ha- I've been having some conversations with some people that profess Jesus, and I tell them, this is what I, this is for, for what I got going on. This is what I don't do. I don't have any compromise. I'm not listening to gangster rap, cussing everywhere, and then going to church and doing my time, whatever. But he said, no, that, that's for you. That's what you got to do. That's not what I got to do. Really, really but I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, but, but as soon as Jesus got here, he distilled like a million gallons of alcohol. If you did that, it probably wouldn't be a good idea. It yeah, right. Turn the water into wine. That's a that's a set down. That's what I'm saying. Like if you went and made a bunch of homemade alcohol, homebrew, yeah. that wouldn't be a good deal. But, but Ben, one thing you said that's very, very important, that is for everybody, to know those things that tempt you and stay away from you. Be aware of them. Yeah, yeah. That's what and, and everybody's aware like, of them. Yeah. Things that you have followed you before, that's right. you know, to stay away from those it, things. The, the, the devil would just want you in bondage. It, if it wasn't drugs and alcohol, and I got back into the, looking at a bunch of the bodybuilders, and I got back on the steroids, and sooner or later it leads back to the narcotics, but I'm just saying... That's bondage. It's bondage, it's bondage, it's bondage, it's bondage. And I gotta watch out because that's where he wants me. Ben, if you just yeah. grow a mustache like that one, you think I don't have to worry about changing characters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anybody to chase me. I can go wherever I need. No, no, don't worry about no girl. Is that a mustache you got? Oh, yeah, I think it was a charm. <laughs> <laughs> where do we go with all that? I'm just off course just, now. <laughs> just shut it all down. But anyway, I just thank I just thank God and want to just profess that that uh, it, when I to go through something like that and I'm driving away, I'm going, God has just completely changed my heart so much yeah. that like that that is not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the guy that's getting the number and text messaging and the compromise and saying, Oh, it ain't gonna happen to me. This is different this time. And so I just thank God because Well you um, had you had a pattern. And it was easy for, easy for some of us, of us to see the pattern that you had when you'd get out. But you finally saw it. And that's the, that's the one that really needed to see it. You know, a pattern of, of events that would take place when you'd come out of being incarcerated. And you, you know that, Terry. You, you've probably seen that and went through the same thing. Of pr- former times when you did things, you had a pattern that you'd get out and you'd end up back in the same boat because you followed that pattern. Till you finally decided, like, okay, I see what's happened. I'm not yeah, going that route again. Huh? Same way, same, same thing, and uh, expect yeah. a different result. Yeah, you're not going to get it. It's going to be the same result. Back to incarceration, you know. That, and you and you had said time and time again, I'll never end up like this again. And there you yeah. are, you know, because and, it doesn't uh, just stop. I'm, I'm smarter than that. Yeah. Do yeah. You, here's a question. Do you think that obedience should be a, a, a instantaneous deal or... Because, I mean, I know a lot of the time, you know, you, you really make a decision. I'm going to serve the Lord with everything that I got. And I'm going to read his word. And I'm going to be obedient. And then things that kind of come up and you're going, wait, I wasn't really truly being obedient. My heart wanted to be, I was obedient. But God's kind of showing you some stuff. 
then you're not really 100% obedient. You're really still in sin. You got to make the time. Make the time. You got to do. When you say it, you got to. You got to make time for it. Make time for For the Lord, he's talking about. Well, of course. No, I'm not. But I'm saying, if you're sold out, you are always serving the Lord all day long and reading the Bible all day long. But the Lord's kind of showing you some things that, hey, this might be. Well, yeah, that's part of that's part of the repentance. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, faith that isn't tested is almost worthless. You know, but you're telling your faith is being tested right now. You know, you get sure. your temptation, and sure. how you react is the measure of your faith. Is how much you you really trust the Lord. That's right. To keep you from those things, but I mean, all the things that you're confessing right now, right? You grow leaps and bounds. It's in the past. Confessing in front of my yeah, eyes. But you mentioned awesome. a little while ago. Um, how could if somebody did something to your kids? How could you forgive them? I seen there was an Amish school, and you have to know what Amish schools are. That's on a gravel road, and there's a little one house, I mean one room schoolhouse, and two miles down the road on the same side of the road is another little schoolhouse, and two miles down the road on, on the same side of the road is another little schoolhouse. And it's uh, through about third or fourth grade co-ed, and then it's Girls' school, boys' school, girls' school, boys' school, rooms, you know. And there was a, uh, somebody went in one of those little one-room schoolhouses, and there was like 19, 20 kids in there, and they killed the old kid. And uh, it was on TV, uh, they were talking about it. And all these Amish people said, I forgive them. And, my, and the newscasters were saying, well, how can you forgive them? You got to, you know. You have to. My biggest, my biggest question, concern is that we're dead to sin, right? We're dead to sin. I mean, Romans, shall we continue in sin that grace abound? God forbid. I, I, I'm with all that. I'm with you. And you made that professing, and you're walking, and the Lord's showing you some stuff that hey, I may have been looking at this girl a little bit too long. That's sin, and there's no sin in nature. What's going on? The devil is trying to, he, he knows, he, he hit you with everything he's got, trying to make you go, go you, wrong. You right? never, like Don said a little while ago, you never yeah. quit be, getting tempted. That's a temptation. A, a temptation that's, that's coming at you. Now, when you come to the Lord, okay, and I was explaining this to the group that I talked to on Sundays. When you come to the Lord and you have true repentance and you repent of all you sin. And you turn away from that sin, then your heart is pure. Said purifying your heart through obedience in the faith. The scripture says your heart is pure. Before your heart is pure, a lot of the temptations come from what's in your heart. Comes from inside. That temptation comes to you because you've done those things, you're used to doing those things, creature of habit of those things, and you're doing them. But when the heart is pure, the temptation doesn't come from the heart anymore. The temptation comes from the devil and from just your plain body that wants to have bodily function. But it comes from the enemy. That's why it says, take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Because the enemy is coming whispering in your ear to try to get you to move, just like he did with Jesus. That was the same temptation Jesus had. Jesus had a pure heart, but yet he was still tempted because the temptation wasn't come from inside him. The temptation was coming from the enemy toward him. And see, that's the difference in where you're at now as where you were before. 
You see, so now the enemy's just trying, the enemy tries to get you to believe that you're the same old self, that you did the same old things, that you still guilty of your sin, all those kind of things, and, and tries to play on you from outward attack of temptation rather than the inward attack. And that's why he says, resist the devil, that's and he will flee from you. That's why you're questioning That's that's. Well, uh, I, just, that's, I, I just, I mean, what? Just, when, what? When, <laughs> when the temptation comes, you're, you're going, whoa, 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 you know, and, and but you're confused. I mean, you know, like, what, you know, what's going on? It's That's the devil. It's, he's hitting you, and hitting you, and hitting you, you know, and he's going to do that because he wants you back. You know, and, and you just, the, the worse they hit you, that means the better you up you are. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at when Jesus was tempted by the devil uh, in Luke four and Matthew four. Uh, for, the Bible actually says I used to think well the devil was Jesus uh, fasted didn't eat for forty days and forty nights and then the devil came and tempted him after that. But he said he was tempted by the devil for forty days and forty nights, just a vehement, constant attack of temptation from the devil for forty days and forty nights, never letting up. Yeah, 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 really, really. But it's, it's not sin until you're led away by your own desires and enticed. Yeah, you're not, you're not, to sin. when you don't take the way of escape. Well, let's talk right. about, if, if you were just saying, I'm still thinking about it, I didn't take it captive, that's sin. So then I'm in sin. Well, listen to what the scripture, listen to what the scripture says. The girl, listen to what the scripture says. Sorry. Listen to what it says. Sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh, Paul said. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. We're not using guns and things of the world to protect ourselves. For the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? Something, no, a stronghold is something in your life that had a stronghold in your life before. Could be lust of the flesh of a woman could be a, any kind of temptation that you went through before. That's a stronghold. So he says, your weapons are mighty to pull down that stronghold. He says, casting down imaginations. What do you mean imagination? See, you get them. That's not the sin. Getting imagination is not the sin. He said, when they get them, your part is cast them down. And, and cast down imaginations and everything that exalts itself above the word of God. Cast that down. Bringing every thought into the obedience of Jesus Christ. So there could be thoughts that are coming that are not in obedience to Christ. Bring them into obedience. So he tells you right there, yes, there's going to be things coming at you. And he's telling you what to do with those things. Pull them down. You've got mighty weaponry. You fight not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6 says. So you, your problem is not that woman. Your problem is not that other guy. Your problem is not that person that did something to you. You fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. You, you, you warn a warfare of spiritual principalities that are coming through a realm that you don't see that's coming at your at, in your ear or in your mind counter, to try to counter, pull counter, you down. Counter all right? joy. Yeah, counter all joy when you fall into dire temptations. That's right. That's right. Um, we want to go for course today. I want to just show y'all a, a, a little clip that we have here. I'm doing a video, and I want to get your opinion of it because it's very um, touchy, but it needs to be brought aware of. And I want you to listen to this video just a minute. And, and uh, first John five, 
No, no. I already did that video. This is another one. <laughs> yes, very controversial. So, okay, go. Go ahead and play it. 